0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Ramsey White Business, Property and Finance Podcast. I'm your host, Joel White, and it gives me great pleasure to uh, introduce my guest today, uh, Tom Riley. Tom is from Just uh, Cashflow PLC. Uh, just Cashflow PLC, they, part, they partner with well run businesses. And they offer flexible funding solutions to businesses to help improve cash flow management and invest for growth. So we're talking about cash flow facilities and various different products to SMEs that are in the market. And I thought uh, Tom would be a great guest to have on to talk about the business, what's going on in their market and how their products can help you as business owners as, and investors. Tom, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks very much. Thanks for having me.
0: Um, for those who don't kind of know who you are or just who just cash flow are, do you want to let
1: give us a bit more of an insight into a bit of an intro? I can indeed. So uh, if you start off with myself, I started off in the wonderful world of telesales and um, very quickly learned smile while well Your dial was posted across the, uh, the pretty much every office that I came across. Um, And I moved from sort of general telesales to a a mortgage brokers and a a mid-sized lender. And I was doing that for about 10 years. Um, And then after that, moved on to just cash flow. I mean, I did a a mixture of sales and then moved into underwriting. And and the reason for that being, I wanted to see the the sort of method to the the, the madness there. So we could get an insight into, into, into both sort of sides of the story. And at Just Cashflow, developed some fantastic relationships with the introducers that I work with. And sort of following that, I I was offered the opportunity to become a a business development manager and started with a a very small um, sort of of portfolio of introducers. And it's just grown exponentially since. And that's been sort of the, the last few years for me. If we, if we move on to, to just cash flow, so uh, originally started in 2013 by our very own John Davis, we started off with five employees uh, back then, and we now have 70 employees and five offices throughout the UK. We've got a, a 130 million pounds out in lending at the moment. And, and as you quite rightly said, our, our product range went from providing cash flow to well-run businesses, and then it's it's gradually moved to things like as you say vat property vat and more recently the uh, the property portfolio builder which we've we've had you know a significant amount of interest in the 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 the, the sort of uh, feedback that we've been getting has been has been fantastic in relation to i mean ourselves we uh, were commended in the business money facts award um, as a best alternative business vendor <laughs> And um, we're also part of the, uh, I mean, John Davis is part of the um, association of alternative business lenders and he actually chairs that. And so that's sort of, sort of where we are at the moment. Awesome, so amazing growth um, and
0: um, congratulations on the commendations and Money Facts, I've seen that as well, so that's great. So talk, sure. you know, what, 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 why did John set the business up? What was his background going into kind of setting up just cash flow? Because there's some amazing products you guys offer. But what what's the kind of what did you know what the drive was behind that?
1: Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, I mean, he's always been an entrepreneur for, for probably you know, 30, 40 years. And you know he's always been setting up sort of new, new innovations. And I think that there was at the time, there was a significant gap within the sort of cash flow. Uh, market, which is our, our sort of flagship product, the revolving credit facility. And although at the time, um, you know, banks and building societies very much serviced bigger businesses, we lend from, from new starts to, you know, sort of small to medium sized businesses. So when he sort of saw that that gap in the market, he decided that the the small guys were underfunded and it's an opportunity, you know, there, there's some fantastic sort of new starts, etc., and, you know, newer businesses that that can afford, uh, by all means, a, a credit line facility. It's just giving the opportunity to, to, to sort of get started. And what we tend to do is we work with businesses as well. So they might start off with a 10K revolving credit facility because, you know, they, they have general cash flow issues, as you'd expect, and they, they increase it as they go. So we've got businesses that started with 10K, move it to 30K, 50K, and so on and so forth um and and we offer unsecured and and secured finance as well so for for the smaller businesses just starting out 10k will be perfect um unsecured just a personal guarantee and then for the the bigger businesses they might look for something um secured because they've you know they've got a a bigger need and larger contracts
0: yeah and why do you think the company's grown so quickly like you know you start off with five now you have seven employees uh several locations around the uk what's kind of the secret to that success, would you say, is it the product ranges, the way you
1: deliver it, um, how does that, how that kind of work from your point of view? I think it's a bit of both. I think it's always easier when you've got a product that people like, and I think that that we're known for flexibility and and, and ease of use. So there is with pretty much every every product, it, it's that straightforward. That it's a case of you know, it's like a, a you know, pay when you use, when you don't use, you don't pay you know, no early redemption penalties and charges. And it, like I say, it's, it, it's simple and straightforward. And also now that we've had new products in the portfolio, it's a case of, yes, you might have a revolving credit facility. And you might have use for a, a VAT loan. So it, it's a case of, it's, it's almost like a now becoming a one-stop shop. And I think, I think people like that and they like the, the way that we do business. It's all sort of, you know, from an underwriting perspective rather than it all being a computer that just generates an answer generically. We'll we'll look at you know how a business deal sort of is operating at the moment and, and more importantly at the future. So we're taking more things into account and it's more of an old school approach to making sure that you know you get a decision from a person rather than a computer.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I think running a business, one of the key metrics you need to kind of keep an eye on is the numbers, right? And understanding your numbers inside out can allow you to model your kind of cash flow, as it were your potential growth plans, and you can tweak that model uh, accordingly based on their numbers. And if you don't know how to do that, then you should maybe work with a really good accountant that can help um, support that side of the business. When you're kind of looking or working with clients, is that something you take into account by looking at their numbers and what's going on in the background to kind of make a decision on how you
1: can help the, the client? Absolutely and and what can happen is you can have a business that especially when they've just started they may you know it may have been a difficult couple of years as it tends to be and then it's a case of they may you know have, have come across some, some really big contracts and, and be going in the right direction so rather than say you know this business you know it posted losses in you know accounts that are six or 12 months out of date, what we look to do is look at, at what's happening at the moment and what's going to be happening in the near future. So when you're talking about sort of accounts and bank statements, I mean, if we've got some MI that shows that a business is going in the right direction, then, you know, that uh, absolutely, the more that we can get in respect of, you know, a profit and loss and a balance sheet that's up to date and a, a cash flow forecast, that's, that's that's what we're looking at to, to partner with well-run businesses. And
0: looking at some stats then, we, we've seen that, uh, 2020, there's on companies house around just over 770,000 new businesses um, that were formed basically. And that is quite good considering we're in the middle of a pandemic, pandemic, but people are still kind of going out there and setting up new companies. How will are you is is just cash flow looking to work with new companies as well? Because I feel like the SME market is going to be a strong player in helping drive the UK economy out of this kind of um you know pandemic recession period um to, to stimulate some growth it's then people that go out there create business opportunities and and jobs um which which is going to be awesome but is it just just cash flow come into that mix or, or are you more working with newer businesses yeah i mean, also, a bit more established businesses
1: yeah I, 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 and it's something where as sort of trends happen in the market, we haven't sort of sat still. So as I said, we started off with solely revolving credit, um, and, and again, you know, it, it, it was received fantastically well. And then when things like, of course, you know, the property market at the moment, you know, there's significant opportunity, which will bring us on to the, the portfolio builder. Um, with helping the, the newly formed businesses, you're absolutely right. It's something that, that, that we've been looking into closely now. What we, we used to do is, uh, which was kind of a niche in our market, is we were looking at businesses that were trading from a minimum of three months plus. Whereas now... We're just launching a product where we will look at brand new startup companies. Now, we need companies that know exactly sort of where they're going. They need to be well-funded already. And, you know, they need to have a good business plan and those sorts of things. So we've gone from three months plus to new starts. And again, that's something that, that, that that's just starting to pick up. And as you can imagine, in the coming months, it's probably going to be something that there's a lot of interest in as well. So So absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where your flexibility comes in. So if you're talking about um, a new startup,
0: where is you know where is the track record or where is the uh, the account to demonstrate that they are performing well or will perform well? I think I guess where your flexibility, common sense approach um, is okay. They've got a strong business plan. They might have experience in this sector already. This is what they're doing differently. This is the orders they've got on file already, which will as long as they. Um, deliver on them orders and they should get paid on them. So I guess it's a bit more of a common sense approach, which I, I love in business, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely agree.
0: So Tom, let's talk a bit about the products. And so you, obviously you guys offer revolving credit facilities. Do you want to talk us around, um, I mean, I've got a few of the products here. We've got revolving credit facility, we've got portfolio builder, business accelerator, business builder, VAT loan, VAT on purchase. Should we start with the revolving cre- credit facility? For those who don't know, what this is, how would that work, and you know, what is it to to kind of young entrepreneurs out there?
1: Yeah, so with revolving credit, it's essentially uh, an alternative to a business overdraft, and it works in almost exactly the same way. Um, I mean, so for revolving credit, you would have a, a facility limit where you can draw into that money as little or as much as you would like, and then you pay back the interest on a, a weekly basis and then you pay you pay back the capital as and when suits the business. So to give you an example, you could have a company that had a 50K revolving credit facility. And what would happen is, is you then you, you're sort of assured that you have that money in the background ready to draw down as and when. And it's a case of when something happens. I mean, a typical example would be, I don't know, the staff wages, or as I say, you I mean, you know, they start working with, with bigger businesses that pay contracts 90 days as an example and what will happen is whilst you're waiting for capital to 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 come into the business you can draw down you don't need to draw down the whole amount and if you you don't you're not penalized for it so you draw down 15k and then what would happen is you would you would service the interest on that 15k and then when you're ready when the, the contracts come in you can pay off as little or as much of the 15K as you like, as long as fundamentally you're servicing the interest on the facility. Uh, you, you pay it back down to zero. And then it's a it's a 12-month term. You've got two choices. You could keep the facility for the full 12 months. If you like it and, and you like how it works, you review and renew for a further 12 months and you just keep revolving. If you use it for six months and then you decide you haven't got a need for it, you close it with no early redemption penalties or charges.
0: Got it. So, effectively, it's an overdraft facility that you can use, and um, you only get charged on, on what you use. Within that.
1: Is there like a minimum facility amount and a maximum? Yeah, so the, the facilities, they start from 10K and they work their way up to a million pounds. And it, it's pretty similar, the, the structure for all of the, the facilities that we have, in the sense that we offer up to 85K we unsecured personal guarantee and we expect them to, to get turned around in three to five working days. So it's a quick turnaround um, which again, people like and, that, and then over 85K, that's when we start to look at some sort of property security to, to secure a, a facility.
0: Okay, um, so so they could secure it against the property over 85,000 and then draw down on that as and when they need it. So say for, for example, would the property have to be unencumbered so it has no debt on it at the moment?
1: No, I mean, there's lots of ways that we we, we can secure. We'll look at first charge over residential or buy to lets, we'll look at second charge as well. The, the, there are occasions where we, you know, consent can be an absolute nightmare, and sometimes, of course, consent's not going to happen for a second charge. And in that case, if it's a good deal and we've got a, a good amount of equity, we can also look at an equitable charge where. You know, we we get the, awesome. the security, yeah. and of course, they they don't need to get the, the consent um, from the from the first charge lender.
0: Brilliant. So, got for those listening in, what Tom's saying there is what they can do is offer you a kind of a revolving facility. Um, over eighty five thousand will be secured against an asset in the background in the portfolio. Um, if you haven't got uh, any debt on that portfolio, like a mortgage with a buy to let lender, residential then they potentially can do a second charge. But to put a second charge on a property with debt on it, the second charge lender, in this case, just cash flow, would have to ask for consent from the first charge lender. Now, some of them lenders don't have an appetite for that sort of thing, so they will decline that second charge. Whereas there's something called an equitable charge where it doesn't need permission to put a charge on, on that property. So there is ways around it. So I guess it comes back to Tom what he's talking about just cash flow, the flexibility they have to make a deal work, which is uh, can be... Um, it can be good if you're building a portfolio or you're looking, if you need to um, leverage to, to move into other areas, I guess, or other opportunities you're looking at. What sort of like timeframes would it take uh, an investor or someone wanting to use this facility? How would it, you know, how would the process be like the underwriting and what sort of typical timeframes? Because at the moment in the lending market, we're seeing on kind of buy let, commercial lending is typically a lot longer than what it used to be because there's so much kind of activity in the marketplace.
1: Yes, and it's a good question. I mean, as I say, unsecured, straightforward, three to five working days. If we're looking at security, we would typically aim to get something set up within two to four weeks. Um, the the very quickest, if, if we can get something set up in a couple of weeks, the thing is, is it will always come down to exactly, as you've said, um, solicitors. Now, with our portfolio builder, and when we are taking security, we, you know, we aim to be quick and that's why things like equitable charges come into play. Um, and, and, and of course, it's something that we will we'll monitor throughout in the A's with solicitors to, to make it as, as quick and pain-free as possible. So whatever pain point is there, if speed is 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 one of them, that's what we're, we're trying to alleviate. And that's one of the positives of the product.
0: With the secured borrowing and on the property, would you, the, the, the borrower have to pay for a valuation or would that be desktop? How would that work?
1: It depends. Again, um, if, with, a, you know, especially with buy to let so they've had a, a recent sort of RICS valuation, I would say, you know, within six months, we, we would potentially look to use what they have so they could send a valuation in, we would look at that and as long as that sort of stacked up, and you know, we're, we were okay with it, we would look to use theirs, we would then move on to a, a desktop valuation, and I, I suppose the, 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 the final uh, thing we would look at if we really need it would would be a professional valuation which you know the cost will vary however as I say it's like a three-step process can the client provide one can we get a desktop if not we'll go to, to professional and when, when we're taking security over multiple properties which you can imagine will happen a lot because because of the LTVs etc again di- sort of doing that and, and if sometimes clients have, you know give a security over five properties and they can provide, the, uh, provide RICS valuations for all five. And again, it, it's about cost saving in that respect. And what does a typical like cost or
0: interest rate look like, Tom? Or is it a bit bespoke, the lending, or do you have a fixed kind
1: of fee scale? It, it's fairly straightforward. Um, for interest rates, they typically range with us from, from 0.05% per day, so 1.5 a month, to 0.075 a day which is 2.25 a month and that's on we're talking about revolving credit so usually if we're looking at unsecured you'd be looking at 0.075 if you're looking at secured you're looking at, at 0.05 and it would rarely vary from that uh, the, the, there's two costs involved an interest rate as we say that you, you you service and then a facility fee if we're talking about revolving credit and that's what we're offering you would look at a facility fee of three percent and there's 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 a number of ways you could pay it. You could take it away from the facility, which tends to be the most popular, or you you can pay it up front if you would prefer. So, uh, and that's all there is to it, to cost.
0: And you'd pay, you'd service that interest on a weekly basis or monthly?
1: Revolving credit, weekly basis. Portfolio would be be monthly.
0: Got it, got it, got it. And the cash, would that service would come out of the client's other account or wouldn't come, it wouldn't be off the, the money that they've got set aside, would it? So for example,
1: if it, yeah, yeah, yeah. So what would happen is, is if we were to take the facility fee away from the facility, say it was a 50 a fifty K facility and the facility fee was 1500 pounds, they can take it away. So they'd have 48,500 pounds left to, 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 play around with. Yeah. And then what would happen is, but the interest would be paid from their, their business bank account. Got it.
0: What does a typical client look like for you guys then? Um, you know, what kind of things are they using the money for? How, how does it kind of, how, what are you seeing any trends in the market?
1: Um, there, there's a lot of growth that you can imagine, you know, hospitality is a, a major thing for us at the moment with it just opening up. And, and we're, we're starting to see a significant amount of applications because of the fact that, you know, for the, the next sort of month or two, Growth is likely to be exponential for the hospitality sector. We there's not many sectors, as long as they're legal, that we uh, that we won't sort of review. So construction again is a, a big one. Convenience stores uh, we we get sort of um, convenience stores looking to expand and buy you know another uh, another location. So and and the sorts of things that are usually required. It's a mixture really. It can be. As I say, it's it's staff wages, it's contracts, sort of waiting for money to come in, and and I would say the main one is business growth. So the businesses are growing, and you know they they've gone to their high street bank, they'll max out a, a particular amount, and it just gives them the extra cash flow they need to grow. Yeah, and typically with the
0: high streets, you're looking at having some sort of trading history before getting any sort of flexibility of facilities and also actually trying to get a date in the diary is very difficult at the moment with a lot of the banks. I think you touched on hospitality there. So, yeah, what we're seeing is um, a lot of our clients who have portfolios, but actually have other businesses in the background, some of them are hospitality companies um, where uh, they're now exploding back into the marketplace. And one of the major issues they've got is actually trying to and get staff back because people that they made furlough before or had to let go because of COVID have now gone and got other jobs. And when they're calling back up saying, would you like to come and work with us? Then um, they said, no, I can't because I've got secured another job. So there that's a real problem in that market. So they might want to pay for extra advertising to promote their business or promote that they're hiring and um, to fill that kind of void of the order the demand that they've got in their business at the moment.
1: Yeah. Uh, and that's and that's that's what we expect that's what we're already seeing and 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 as i say i mean sort of when we're looking at these businesses you know they may have had six months where there's not going to have been a lot of activity but what we will be looking at is what was happening pre-covid what what looks like is happening now you know and, and and then sort of weighing it up in that way and again because if if we looked at the last 12 months accounts and that's all we took into account well you know, they've, they've not been able to trade, so there's not going to be a lot happening. So it's really making an informed decision on, on everything that we, we can see and we, we, we can use as evidence. OK, so let's talk about Portfolio Builder
0: then. How does that differ from Revolving Credit Facility?
1: So for the Portfolio Builder, as I say, it's, it's been out for about a month now. And the, the difference is, is that Revolving Credit is aimed at trading businesses. Portfolio Builder is aimed at property investors and landlords that are, are looking to, to rapidly increase their property portfolio. So the the pain point and the, the gap in the market that we're looking at with the, the Portfolio Builder is, so we're looking for experienced property developers and landlords that have a, a portfolio of properties where they they have a, a, an amount of equity within those properties, we will go up to, to 80% LTV. And and what we're looking to do is rather than a property investor come across a property, need to find a bridge, need to set it up, pay all the fees. What we want to do is set up something that's a a hunting fund or a a war chest where you come to us with a need to say, you need to sort of increase your property portfolio. You already have a portfolio in, in place, say five or 10 properties. And then what you can do is, is set up the funding upfront. Based on the equity that you have up to eighty percent, say a client with two hundred and fifty k, because they know they they come across properties and are actively uh, sourcing properties at auctions. We will set up a, a facility of two hundred and fifty k for them, take the security and do all of the valuations and solicitors' fees, and at that point they have a a facility set up and ready to go. So when they go to that first auction, they can draw down the money straight away, make the property purchase. What we need, I mean, there's three things we need. We need the, the portfolio. We need to know um, sort of what what that that investor is looking for, uh, how how they exit. So as long as you know, is it a case of they remortgage and keep keep properties on board, or or do they flip them? And then from that, once they've purchased that first property and and, and exited, however they do that, the money is readily available again. So if the next day. They thought well, that's a nice property rather than having to set up a bridge, they, they, they already know they've got the peace of mind that they've already got money sort of readily available. So, if they're buying property, kind of buying it at
0: auction or buying a dilapidated property and looking to put planning on adding value to that property and then potentially selling or refinancing, then your facility could f- fall into that space, whether um, for the works or maybe they're buying an auction um, and that money can contribute towards that.
1: Absolutely. And you could either, you could either solely purchase with it. And then as you say, source the, uh, the, the refurb money elsewhere, or you could, you could buy it as an all-in-one package. And as long as, you know, you take into account the, the costings involved, really it's aimed at as well, uh, sort of, you know, the, the quicker return around of a property, the quicker your, your money is available to go in to go and purchase another one. So if you're doing three, two, three, four or more transactions in a year, you pay one set of solicitors fees, and one set of valuations, and then off, off, sort of off you go rather than having to do that every single time because
0: the, the security is actually their assets in the background rather than the new property that you're buying yes buying,
1: yeah. you could, if you wanted to you could use the property that you were purchasing as part of the security but to gain a significant enough facility to go out and buy properties you could certainly use it but then as you said the the the, the cases that we've received so far are they've got a property portfolio secure on it and then go and buy properties. Is that typically looking at a second charge behind their,
0: their portfolio, the, the debt they've got on their portfolio?
1: Yes, and um, and we, I mean, we will look at a residential property as security, we'll look at buy-to-lets, we'll look at HMOs as security. We could potentially look at commercial property, however, at a reduced LTV. Yeah. So, normally it's, it's either by to let or it's a residential and buy to let
0: yeah would is it okay if the portfolio is held in a limited company versus their own name is there any restrictions around that or is that okay as well
1: that would be absolutely fine yeah i mean we, we, we could look at a mixture of both so yeah it wouldn't be a problem at all
0: i guess they still sign the personal guarantee yeah. yes okay yeah yeah okay cool yeah and is the Is that the same as the revolving credit in terms of how it's uh, charged and you'd pay weekly for that, or is it a different structure?
1: On the portfolio builder, the difference would be is that you would pay a a monthly um, direct debit for the interest. However, fundamentally, it works exactly the same. So the good thing about it is if you use the facility for 75 days you'll get charged 75 days interest rather than you know three months interest exactly so but but yes you pay for for what you use when you use it and then you can clear the capital as and when the capital is available
0: brilliant i mean we have a lot of investors that listening to this um, podcast so i'm sure that they will definitely have interest in this product i think for speed and the flexibility um i guess it just depends on their portfolio in the background if they if it allows it i think going up to 80 percent is quite high especially in this market um i mean there's a lot of residential lenders now moving to 95 percent to value most buy to let lenders are at 75 percent, or there is a few now at slightly higher ltv so um yeah no really interesting product so would the would the money basically be sat on account like in a client account for them That they would have in their name or how would that element work of it
1: the way it works is is it's held separately from their business bank account and what would happen is is if they were successful and set up a a facility they would have an account with us we'd go sort of carry out a welcome call with them to let them know their credentials they would log in on their credentials and they request drawdowns from an online portal and then what happens is is from their pot of money if you like it's transferred into the business bank account as and when are you seeing a lot of
0: um uh clients interested in this product at the moment because for us as a mortgage brokerage and an estate agency business it's kind of just gone through the roof in terms of inquiries seems to be like everyone's buying at the moment is it similar for you guys
1: exactly that and and I think it's it's been received significantly better than than even we could have hoped and and the reason for that I think is is yeah the 80% LTV is fantastic it's the same as the revolving credit as well I mean I've had deals where we've gone for for second charge and we can't you know we, we can't gain consent so let's look at an equitable charge it's the, it's the same sort of thing so because of the fact that it's straightforward, you've got a property portfolio, you know you're gonna be buying properties. You can imagine that, that you know, it, it works. So, yes. And obviously
0: you, you talk about the speed and stuff. So what what hoops does a client have to jump through to get that facility, you know, is it quick, to, what, you know, obviously maybe they come through Ramsey and why we speak to yourself, Tom, and we put a deal together. Is it then go to an underwriter in the background, you know, credit team, how, how does that
1: work? Exactly that, and I think as long as we get the, the fundamentals initially and, and and it's straightforward it's an application form it's three months sort of bank statements and accounts the 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 main two things that we're looking at here is affordability and and, and um equity so the the property portfolio along with rent roll so we can see you know the income that, that we're working with is, is important so as long as we have that and we can see that the business has affordability through their current portfolio and we have the equity up to 80%, what would happen is we'd review the, and they they give us an idea of what they want to take security over. So they've got three or four properties in that portfolio, however it may be, it would come to me, I'd review it initially and make sure, yep, we're on the same page. And then it goes over to a, a, as you say, an underwriter who would sort of give it a a final review, make sure it can be structured in that way. And then uh, again, I mean, in, in order to get a decision, it's fairly quick you'd be looking at sort of 24 to 48 hour turnaround time and then it's just about it's the usual stuff instructing solicitors making sure we have their details and then it's all down to them awesome and, and um as we entered into
0: covid last year tom there was a lot of lenders it's like pulling funding because they didn't know what was going on in the market or what would happen to the property uh, sector and what would happen to their funding What's like just cash flow's kind of stance on that? Obviously, there's talk, the market's very strong at the moment. There's real demand. It's a real seller's market. What if that turns on its head? There is people talking out there that there will be a dip in the property market and no one's got a crystal ball. But as a business, you guys must be looking at hedging your bets, as it were. So say, for example, the market did dip slightly and um, borrowers are kind of overexposed. What?
1: What? How would you deal with that? Or what is there any discussions around that at the moment? I mean, that would be in the background. I mean, it's something where, because of the portfolio of products that we have, um, and because of the experience, as I say, of of John Davis, we've got Martin Katin as a, a CCO, former of Catalyst. Um, yeah, it's always going to be, you know, something in the background. What I would say in regards to COVID is you're absolutely right in regards to offering cash flow to trading businesses. It's a it's been a, a difficult marketplace, which is turning into a. Uh, one with a lot of opportunities and you know throughout that we haven't sort of pulled any lending you know nothing like that at all because in the background with the security that we take uh, you know and how we sort of structure deals they it, it seems to be working so yes it will always be a concern that we'll we'll sort of be aware of but we can't see anything that's gonna sort of impact it enough to you know have to pull or anything like that so we we can only see that it's all going in the right direction
0: i guess as well when you're sitting down with the the potential borrowers looking at their business plan and forecasts and you know making sure there's cash aside as well in terms of downturn to service any debt in the background um so it's all it's all about it's good to have protection money um but your growth money but also your protection money in the background as well, right
1: and that's the thing again about sort of looking at every deal as a human, rather than it all be a computer interaction because of the fact that, as I say, there's certain things that, that can be happening in the background that you can pick up on. And, you know, diligence is something that we're, we're very much into and, 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 you know, thus far, working that way has sort of helped us through, through the, the COVID pandemic.
0: Perfect. And so there's another product, so Business Builder, how does that one work, Tom?
1: So Business Builder is, is there simply because, I mean, it's, it's a term loan and, and, and effectively all, all of the finance we offer is short term finance. However, we offer the revolving credit facility, flexibility, all those sorts of things. Some customers in certain situations maybe want to buy something or you know, they've got one specific need for a product. And what they would do is they, they, they just want the peace of mind of knowing that they'll pay their capital in interest for, say, 30K. And then at the end of the 12 months, it's just a standard capital and repayment loan, straightforward. So it, it's just to fill the gap that maybe, you know, the revolving credit doesn't work in absolutely every scenario.
0: Got it. OK, so it's just another, it's just kind of the product offering is just kind of filling every gap available to the kind of potential the the sme or the the property investor to keep their business moving forward effectively exactly got it and then the vat on purchase is that to do with commercial buildings or how does that one that
1: product work it it could yeah it could be commercial buildings it could be anywhere where you're purchasing a property and, and and vat is a requirement in in many cases it's just simply a case of a, a, an investor you know, has set the money aside to make the purchase and things like that. And that's absolutely fine, but they may have a requirement for, for the VAT element. And it's as simple as what we can do is set up a, a, a facility that will, will run hand in hand with the property purchase, regardless of what purchase that is. And then what we'll do is it just means that they've got their funding line for the purchase. And when we can simply fund the, the, the VAT element. So again, every now and again, it's just a scenario that happens to fall into play, and again, somewhere that we that we look to to fill the gap. So okay, and would
0: that work the same as just kind of a recap repayment, or is that an interest? How would that be paid? We the the VAT
1: um, facility. The way that you you would service it is, you, we would set up something that was um, interest only. Um, and you would have uh, an interest payment either weekly or monthly Mm -hmm. and then what would happen is you could have that for um three between three and six months you know for for whenever the, the the vat rebate was due to come through so you'd service interest only and then when you got the interest rebate at the end sorry the vat rebate at the end you'd then um sort of clear, clear the balance with us. So we'd service the interest aspect and then it just means that you've got that sort of breathing space to, to clear the capital.
0: So it's potentially a, the client could get the VAT on purchase facility and then get the rebate back via say HMRC once they've claimed with it and then, yeah, okay, understood. So again, for guys, you are not listening in or girls, that are listening in, investors um, who are buying commercial property, sometimes on commercial, not always, there might be a VAT element that needs to be paid um typically because the way the deal has been structured pre-hand before before with the, the existing owner and that vat kind of catches investors or developers off 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 guard i've got a client um converting a commercial unit into several apartments and there's a large vat bill approach to that so there is vat facilities out there that can kind of go alongside say for example development finance to help you move the deal forward um so very interesting all right brilliant tom we've covered quite a lot anything
1: else you want to share with the audience um, before before we end today um i would probably just say that if if i already you know if we're already in touch and you weren't aware of any of the products please do please do get in touch again because as i say very popular and very busy and if we're not in touch then you know we we're, we're looking to lend and and we want to give quick yeses and quick noes and uh, we're, we're known for being easy to work with. So uh, two things, I guess. Yeah, please do get in touch if, if, if you like what you hear. And, and also thanks to yourself for, for having me on. No, it's a, it's, a ple- it's a pleasure, Tom. Um,
0: uh, you know, the team at them might work on yourself and, you know, your product offering, which is great. Um, it doesn't fit all people, but it might fit some people, especially if you're an SME or a property investor and you're looking for opportunities in the market and how they potentially can be funded um then you know reach out and have a chat and it's just worth knowing what's available to yourself as business owners um but no tom it's been a pleasure uh thanks very much for coming on and um i'll share kind of your website and all the kind of uh news that you guys share in the industry on on the kind of show notes and stuff and uh, if anyone has any more questions then feel free to reach out um at inquiries at ramsinwhite.com brilliant thanks very much for time time tom
1: thank you Cheers.